The Sportsy Show. Uh, welcome to the Sportsy Show. I am your host, uh, Chuck Banner, the uh, creator, I guess. The commissioner. There we go. That's a better word for it. Commissioner. You did, you did the, create it. And how was your trade offers going? Great. Yeah. It's good. You getting getting any any nibbles? Nope. <laughs> so are you just trying to get back into this draft or something? Uh no. Oh. No, I uh I uh Were you just trying to do your usual grab picks and flip them for players type situation? I never know what I'm doing until I do it, so. It's kind of like the first so, person next to you, me you, who, uh. You throw, out, you throw out so many offers, but, you know, once it starts, you know, like, things change so quickly. That, yeah, you sometimes know. you got to use one trade to go into the next trade to go into the next trade to finally get what you want. Yeah. Or you would have been fine just not trading at all. <laughs> but but it's pretty obvious that I, I need a, a second running back behind McCaffrey. So uh, clearly I would like to move in to get one. But I um, uh, uh, have a chance at getting one. But, uh, you know, I'll settle with uh, Damien Williams. If you're, uh, if you're looking for running back depth slash starting material, I got a... Uh, James White, who was the eleventh highest scores, eleventh highest scoring last year. Yeah, <clears throat> he's only ten dollars as well. I think you pro you probably want too much, and he's a backup who split time without getting older. He's only twenty seven or twenty eight. I also have Jared McKinnon available, who's and, uh, uh, the same price. Well, no, like I understand your your point of splitting time, but I looked at. Um, his like week to week stats last year, and I think he scored double digits in like thirteen of sixteen games. Or it was like... yeah, he had a great year last year. I don't, I don't, and um, disagree. and like granted, Sony Michelle missed time and shit, but um, even but I'm not paying a first rounder or whatever you want for him. Well, I'm not it. I'm not. Well, I'm not gonna turn down a first rounder for him. But like, <laughs> <laughs> if you have, if you got future picks, right? What? You got... Me? Yeah, I've... yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we can work something with some future, uh, future not firsts. No, I don't want, I don't, I don't want him. Right. I'll be happy with Damien Williams taking, uh, full reign over the Kansas City backfield. Yeah, and then I would, I'm assuming Williams would be your second, and then... Until they trade for LaShawn McCoy. And then White would be... Depth and possible flex start. Or LaShawn McCoy gets released and they sign him. Yeah, I think that's more likely. I think my offers have been pretty good to you specifically. For one, you two? Don't send me anything. You just don't even send me anything back. Well, first, Especially in this year's draft. First, I'm not trying to trade one, two. I got... I got my plan in place with that. Yeah, I already gave him a rock solid trade offer for one two, and no. he declined me. Yours was well. What was your best offer? It was like one one six, one six Ridley for one two and like two eight. Yes, and like or yeah, two eight and three three or some shit. Damn, like that. and this year's draft, I probably would have done that, especially if you're not trying to get one of those. Top two running backs. Are That's Kyler what I'm Murray. saying. I'm trying to well, get who, Kyler Murray at one two, and well, no. I'm like, give me fucking <laughs> Kyler Murray. God damn it! You don't Damn, need fucking Kyler Murray. Like, I mean, Julio Jones gets all the attention in that offense, so it's like that's why he had such a good year last year. Well, no, Kevin I'm I'm holding on to one two so I can just take Haskins and have my fourth quarterback throw him on practice squad, not even fucking think about him for a year. That's what I'm saying, dude. Get move back to one six and open up your view from Haskins to 
Daniel Jones, who's could be available at one six. Well, no, I have one four, so I would obviously just be taking him there. Well, then, yeah, you got him at one four. Is Rob gonna take? But no, I I think it's such a. Oh, it's a motorcycle. I thought there was some shit going down. All right. I thought some shit was going down outside my crib. Um, No, I just think there's a drop from Haskins to every other. Well, not every other quarterback. Like, I think Murray's, like, right there with them. But then I think that there's, like, a, enough of a drop-off to where, like, there's no reason for me to move off of one, too. I mean, I, I think Dwayne Haskins has a career in front of him for sure. But you know what? I'm a Purdue fan, and he got... <laughs> destroyed by Purdue when he came here. Really? And, like, after that, I've always, after seeing that, I, I was like, yeah. Was that this season or um, yeah, that was last year when you filled those highlights. Before. And while you're looking up those highlights, look up <laughs> Rondale Moore, 2021 draft, baby. Oh, yeah, I already draft looked at those because you, you mentioned that before. And he just dude, looks like what Tavon Austin dude, was supposed to be. Dude is a fucking freak. He, he's like, he squats like six hundred plus pounds, and he's like, he's, he's a he's a little guy, isn't he? Huh? He's a little guy, isn't he? Uh, he's the next Devin Hester combined with Tyreek Hill. So he's the next Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> no, because Devin Hester is a better return guy than and and a better guy. person. And a better person. Yeah, as long as he doesn't like beat the shit out of his kids, he's definitely a better person. Yeah, the bar's set pretty low. I guess <laughs> what Aaron Hernandez is a little bit lower than him. It's yeah, about, Aaron Hernandez it. is a murderer, so I would say he's probably <laughs> and, and most likely yeah, OJ actually, Simpson. you know what? No, I would say um, there's a reward. Who was the guy? The other, there's a reward in the other league for Aaron Hernandez. Oh yeah, so no, Aaron he Hernandez. Takes the cake. Yeah, I, I guess next to him is what Mike Vick, or there's worse. There's other people who no. There's definitely someone worse. Uh, who was the tight wait, end? For wait, the wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Who was the tight end for the Green Bay Packers back in like the nineties? Oh, Mark Chimura. Oh, the guy that raped his like daughter or something like that. No, or, I thought he was like. I thought like his was like an alcohol and a like domestic abuse thing. I don't know the deep like. I remember he did some shit. You're not supposed to. Maybe he didn't do that, but. Either way, head it, injuries are a real thing. If you're doing anything, dude, to, that's what I'm saying. Like football is gonna be fucked and like not even be a terrible. thing for a while. Hey, and you know, you guys wonder why I trade for a quarterback. Uh, well, the game's changed. Hey, I traded now, for a quarterback this offseason. I traded for two quarterbacks this offseason. I got. Yeah, I, I traded for three back, quarterbacks this offseason. I traded. Uh, an I overrated traded. Quarterback. I made. I made four quarterback trades this offseason. I, I was looking back at championship teams in our in the dynasty league, and almost every single uh, championship team except for I think uh, Marks, me and Trey, uh, both my championships and Trey's championships were around two top five starting quarterbacks. Yeah, and that's... Trey had Rodgers and Brady, and uh, the first year I had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. I'm hoping that uh, Matt Ryan and... Matt Ryan was was top three or whatever, and and obviously uh, Yeah, fucking Mahomes. It's the the blueprint. That's what I'm hoping with uh, Baker and Deshaun Watson, so... Two top five, you know, two top five quarterbacks is the blueprint. I'm cool with that. That's what I've been pushing. Quarterbacks, are, their value is just going to keep going up so, and up. Tom, oh, oh, I guess first off, let's just say the draft has definitely been set in stone already as September 1st, Sunday. Um, I know Nick has lobbied for an earlier start time for the League of Enthusiasm. And so I guess like the tentative time would be like eleven, so eleven to twelve start time for. I I actually really enjoyed doing LOE before Dynasty this year because it was this past year because it was a nice warm up to like get into the whole Dynasty thing, engage value going into Dynasty even though it's a completely different thing. So yeah, that works for me. 
I should probably just not use the table. Yeah, you're making a lot of noise over there with your mic. Maybe if like this table wasn't super wobbly. Uh, it looks to be about thirty years old and a folding card table, so that's kind of what you get out of it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's life. So, is there any like uh, rule changes that you would propose for LOE, Tom? I mean, I got none. Uh, I think that that league's been going strong quite some time now, so, no. Yeah, it's just been that 10th team that every, like, couple of years. I think at this point, if you change anything, it's just a different league, and, you know, it, it, it changes past year's accomplishments for teams and whatnot. Yeah, I tend so. to agree with that. I think the only thing that would make sense with that league to change would be the buy-in. Yeah, that I agree with. How long has that league been going? I think this is what, season 10. Okay. What, what I do got to worry about is my, my keeper. I think I, I have no choice but to keep my home. But. Oh, I already know who I'm keeping this year and for like the next five, six, seven, maybe eight, nine years. Is it the person who's going to be better than the Damian Tomlinson? It's Saquon Barkley. That's that's a good player to have on on any team. Uh, yeah, and it's awesome that on my redraft team, he's on it every single year. Yeah, you guys don't do a, like a like a round penalty or nothing. You just keep... no, we just get to keep one guy blind <clears throat> or like not blind, but one guy for free. Yeah, that's it's basically what, uh... it's basically just like a free round. That's what we've been but doing is, in our other league. two quarterback, ten teams, the quarterbacks are more valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the quarterbacks, because it's a two starting quarterback team just like uh, the Dynasty League. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if, if you have a ten-team league, you have to do a two quarterback. Or if it's ten teams or less, you have to do two quarterbacks or else the quarterback is, is worthless. I personally think 12-team leagues are the worst leagues you can be in because it's such an awkward position for quarterback that I feel turning it into like a super flex makes it quarterbacks almost too valuable. It's just that awkward amount where like not everyone can have three. Dude, in I'm a in a 16-team super flex league. It's insane. But that's like a crazy contract dynasty. Like there's so much going on with that that I yeah, feel like that's a, a whole different a whole different thing. I did a sixteen team redraft uh, league one year and I got the sixteenth overall pick. I, and I think my first pick was Larry Fitzgerald and I took got last place. I can't remember who I got on the way back. But uh Yeah, that's that was, so that, that's before our LOE started. Well, that was a long time I'll ago. I'll never then. do 16 teams again. I'll never do it again. Just too too crazy, too much going on, uh, not enough good teams. The good thing about that league is it's only $50, so it's like, ah, well, it's fun. You know, there's like, crazy rules and shit like that. It's like, whatever, it's 50 bucks. So I do and think LOE is great to go up. But... Well, I've been doing uh, a 14-team league. I think we're starting year 16 this year. And I think like that's like the least amount of teams I would want for uh, any one quarterback league. Just because like with that, like there's enough for everyone to have a backup. A couple people have three. Um, I don't know. It just I would the, not understand having three. I understand having two. The year I wanted, I took three. I took, because you keep one for free like you guys do in LOE. So, it was 2012. Whatever year Russell Wilson and Luck were rookies. Because I kept Ray Rice, took Matt Ryan in the second round. Then I think Andrew Luck in the fifth. And then Russell Wilson in like the 13th round or some shit like that. And then at the trade deadline... Um, like I had two stud running backs. I had Jimmy Graham during like when him and Gronk were tearing it up. So all I really need was a second receiver. So I ended up getting in, uh, Andre Johnson for Andrew Luck at the trade deadline. So like, it was just kind of like, um, quarterback was the best value at that point. 
and like using him as a trade piece helped. So understandable. So uh, I guess that brings us to the main story of or story um, topic. I guess would be a better word to say uh, for this episode, and that would be potential rule changes to the dynasty league. Uh, after the 2019 season, we will be amending the, the collective bargaining agreement, so to speak, the rule book, and uh, nominating any potential rule changes. Are you making that a, a, a five-year thing? or That can be something that we can vote on. Because if you're not going to open it up to rule changes at any given year, I think it should be three years then. Because so much can change between... Um, you know, now in five years, so. Yeah, three, three seems pretty solid. Yeah, I'm not opposed to three. Um, I initially just thought five because then it makes sense to, like, really think about what, you know, what your vote would be. And to think, you know, like, for the long term of the league as opposed to necessarily just thinking in the short term. So, um, but, but I'm, you know, I'm definitely, that's something that can be brought up. I mean, it's been specified that so far, like I think in the rule book, it does already state that it's a, an every five year type thing, but that's something we can definitely vote on collectively as a group. And even like, I would say, you know, majority rules at that point as, as, you know, as opposed to some of the rules where it's like, we, we want to have like a full 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 for some of them as opposed to some of them where it's just like, ah, six works. So what, what's going to be the voting process for everything? Because there's been times in the past when I've talked with you and there were some like obvious minor, uh, rule changes that you did, um, where you just said, this is what's going to happen. Like you just made the executive decision. And then there was other times where um, you were just doing a majority of the other nine and you were excluding yourself. Um, I would personally rather just have anything that's changed um, to a full league vote with all ten people, but make it um, seven to pass instead of just, you know, the six. Because, like, if one person's, like, on the fence and, like, that could swing it, but to me just... You know, seven to three is such do, a do such you have a disparity. An example of when I think Pat laid down the dictator hammer because I can't think of one. Um, I did definitely pass changing the practice squad from two to three players. I just made the executive decision to say, "Well, that's what we're gonna do." I think that maybe maybe like the rookie well, scale. Like I think we aren't, aren't those all things though that were were just. Like day, like day one implementations? No, I think initially the practice squad came in as, um, I think it came in like the second or third year, and it was like, this is... You you took a a general consensus, though. uh, I I talked to some people, but yeah, I did, I did... I didn't just like make a decision. Well, you had like a whole survey thing that you put out I did this, la- this last, last year, but last I think the, the ones I was talking about was more either like right after I joined three years ago or possibly like during that early, like before the second season. Yeah, when we when we were getting it uh, first started, I initially told everybody when we did the startup draft for the Dynasty League, I was like, hey, this is, you know, Dynasty. I want this to go long term. Um, which means we might have to change things up a little bit as we go, but by year three or four, we should be pretty cemented in, and then we can start having, like, you know, like a, a, a rule book that we consistently follow and then have votes on and stuff like that to where if we think something needs to be changed, then we can put in a vote and, and make, a, make some changes. Well, I was saying... Um... Because in the other league that I was talking about earlier, uh, probably like nine or ten years ago, we came up with, uh, you know, we unanimous, unanimously uh, voted to uh, make nine out of 14 what was necessary to uh, 
you know, to pass anything. So it was just over, you know, two thirds vote. And so I think if we can unanimously come up with, uh, I guess what the threshold for, uh, you know, anything to pass in the league would be uh, my suggestion would be seven. I just think that's a fair, I think, fair number. I think certain rules need different circumstances. I think certain things only need a majority. And I think certain things need more of like a hard. <clears throat> but like, then if you're going to, if you're going to make it, you know, different like that, then who's deciding what's necessary I'm just you basically know, coming down to, for like that's a judgment call that I've always just kind of made going okay is this enough to is because I don't want to pass a rule that three people are so adamantly against that they want to leave the league now and then now is that rule worth passing to where we have to find a whole third of the league to be replaced well no but I can see someone being so passionate about a certain and then even on top or against of that, a certain let's say, rule. Let's say it's a rule that goes that gets uh, you know, passed to where you know Sean. Uh, I don't know. Sean, Sean, Sean Trey, and, so and somebody else it, all decide they. they I wouldn't want be surprised out. for the, about that one. No, but uh, I would just... I don't know. That's why I, I just I, think certain rules determine judgment calls. But, all right, if it if it's so, literally three but, people are going to drop out and they make it known that if this goes through, like, I'm just out, and everyone knows that, if they're still okay with those people... The example that I have in particular is the IDP rule. That was a rule that had passed majority vote. To, to, in, okay, so to then, induct IDP into this league a couple of years ago. It had passed popular vote, but the people that did not vote for it were so adamant that at least, I don't know if they necessarily would have walked, but I had gotten not necessarily like threats of walking, but just like, oh, uh, like I don't like this so much that I consider leaving the league. Definitely Trey. Yeah, I remember. I remember him being very adamant <laughs> about that. But like, I guess what if you just made the option for any vote, where if you're like, I am so against this, I will leave the league for it. I like, love you, Make that like you know the the third option. You know, yes, no, or fuck that, I'm out of here. So Trey, like, if anyone, pretty much if anyone lays well, that one, then see, that's the that's why there's the reasonings for having revotes and um. You can do and and having you know the the rule book being voted on every so often to have rules redacted, amended, um, change you know anything. Um. Well, these are all semantics, well, I, anyhow. I, I I so so you Al, you think it should be seven out of nine then? Because uh, you're you're still excluding Pat here in this, or are you saying seven out of ten? Seven out of ten. I think okay. it should be. You know, everyone should have an equal say in it. And... Yeah, I I agree too. Um, and uh, also, a, a successful democracy is ideally where everyone is upset with the outcome. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the definition of a successful democracy. So, uh, um, yeah, I, you know, if people want to leave based on rule changes, so be it. You know, the league will probably be better off for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm... We'll come in and we'll know what the parameters are going to be. But that said, I also don't want the league flip-flopping, you know, every, every three years, you know, and then all of a sudden it's a completely different league, you know. That's why... Well, I think it should be able might to be good for CBA, but... but Five might be good too because, you know, I I think just the you know. Yeah, I like what I like the uh, initially why I decided that's what I want to do was because I just didn't want to field rule change things every single year and 
then we put something to a vote and it gets a yeah, nine to one, you know, rejection. And, and then Al choose my ear off for another to... six months on why oh, that yeah, no, rule I'm, should I'm definitely be in and everybody else is crazy. So if we're stuck between if we're stuck between three and five, you know, if we're between three and five, settle on four. We start this next summer. It'd be every year there's a fucking summer Olympics. We have rule changes. Rule changes got to be done by the time the Olympics are over. I have no idea. That's when, a good idea. I have no idea when they actually are. So. <laughs> I, like, uh, are, would they have started by now, or is this like end of I, August thing? I don't, I don't pay attention to the Olympics, to be honest. So, uh, unless it's the NBA or the NFL, I don't really care. I mean, I will uh, watch the XFL, especially if uh, Johnny Manziel gets himself uh, drafted. We gotta have an XFL Dynasty League that lasts one year because they go under. I could definitely see doing an XFL redraft league. So the <laughs> the Summer Olympics next year are from uh, July 24th to August 9th. So I would say by the start would be, if not like two have, months sooner. Have your rules, rule selections in by the start of the Olympics. and I think we would need to know ahead of time. Because there's going to be a lot of people holding back on making moves uh, up, you know, until the new rules are finalized. Then, because otherwise you're just speculating, like, because there's some things that can sway players' values and shit. Yeah, I agree with that. So, I guess let's just get right into it. Uh, Tom, what do you have for potential, like, suggestions? To get, at least get well, people the, thinking, the you know. Big one, the, the big one that seems to be inevitably coming is uh, a $400, $400 total salary cap uh, and hard cap, but you can freely use it. Yeah, um, I agree with that, too. And I think if we're going to do, or at, at the very least, that's going to be something we vote on, then I think at some point... Um, uh, selling salary becomes an issue too and whether or not we decide to do that because i believe the site that we currently use um you're allows able, for it yeah you're able to on the on the site but do you would you guys imagine the uh 400 budget's gonna happen because what it would be it's currently 300 and then once the off season's over everyone is given exactly a hundred dollars of fab budget for the season and what this would do is eliminate the fab, but you're adding that $100 to your total cap. So, you know, you could be a team that only spends 180 and you have a bunch of, you know, fab money for in-season pickups. Or you're a team that, you know, spends 380 and you're only going to be making a couple pickups during the season. So, yeah. I, What I like about it is it allows for more owner control yeah i think the addition of like if we voted that change in addition to um being able to trade salary you know there's still you know a finite amount you know there'd be four thousand uh total dollars for everybody so 400 well no i'm saying as a league yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so you know, someone could end up spending six hundred dollars in a season, but you know, I'm assuming they're gonna be giving up players or picks or something to be able to do this. So, because if you're, you know, if you're a team that you feel like your team's set, and you might only need to like stream kicker, defense, or something minor like that, and set aside fifteen bucks, but then all of a sudden you have a couple injuries at one position, you need to pick somebody up. You can trade a pick to get the cash to get that, or I guess. You know, you can always trade the pick for a player, but, you know, if there's good options on free agency that you want to go after, the poss- you know, the options at least there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I just think it should be a $400 hard cap, period. That's all. So all even, with, even with trades uh, mid-season, you're not able to go over? Um. No, like, like, yeah, nothing. You, yeah, you can't, you can't go over. But the the question I have is, say 
that is in effect, and Ryan has has uh, Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck tears his ACL or something, or has some sort of you know season-ending injury, and he's already got that high contract. Can he just now cut him, and now all that money he has for see that's the right thing the immediately. Well, that's where we sudden, that's where we would have to figure out the rules for the hard cap. I think if we didn't do the hard now, cap, now here's here's why I I kind of agree with it. Because if you are the owner, if, if say, for example, you are the, the Colts, right, and, and you are the GM of the Colts, obviously you have the advantage to getting your backup quarterback. So if you have that high money invested in a quarterback and he goes down, you are going to be the favorite right off the bat. Like Ryan would be the favorite to go get that guy because you would be able to free up money. But... I don't know how, unless, you, you know. We could always have the know. option in, of. In that situation, because, in if, you know, obviously if Andrew Luck had a contract that was $40, he could just put him in his, you know, injured reserve and keep him for the next year because he's cheap enough to keep to the next yeah. year. But, uh, you know, in this kind of situation is what I'm curious about, where he's like, well, I'm going to cut him anyway next year because I can't pay $105. But then he's also opening it up for other people to pick him up, pick him up immediately up, yeah. for you know twenty dollars or something. You know, depending on who's paying attention and who has his money. Either way, I, I think it should be a four hundred dollar hard cap period. You cannot go over it. And if 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 we want to start talking about being able to go over it, then I think we need to start talking about penalties for being over it, and whether that's penalties for being over it at the end or start of a, you know each week or whatever um or however it goes but I, I i don't think you should be allowed to go over the salary cap willy-nilly well um, in your scenario that you're laying out with the injury what if there was just uh we would have to make it essentially unlimited or you know like eight or ten ir spots but if they're on the ir you can't like they're on the ir for the rest of the year they're like deactivated essentially but you would regain like half of their salary for that season if we were to do the hard cap thing um so this is where well, yeah if, i mean if, yeah there's like, things there's there's details to be worked out i agree there but uh, yeah, that's that's why like I feel like these are like three different rules that we'd end up voting on. One would be whether or not we can trade salary cap. One would be whether or not the salary cap is raising to four hundred, eliminating the free fab. Well, I guess we and just then have whether to lay or out. not we're deciding it's going to be a soft cap or a hard cap, and then what the rules for the hard cap would be, and what the rules for the soft cap would. If they would just continue as they have. So if we lay out all the different options, then everyone would be able to see which direction would be best. And I guess if we just go step by step, like if everyone, I guess, votes on their preferential ending, like I want this, 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 and this, and like however close we can get to a consensus with that, or if not, you know, if everyone can agree on like a writing down everything. I feel like the most. I, I I feel like. It would be, okay, first you vote on whether or not we're changing the salary. Because if we're not changing the salary, there's no reason to vote on any of these other things. So what if we, did, like, how are we going to so go about discussing be, all this with everybody as, like, a group? It'll probably be the exact same way I did it last time, where it's too hard to get all ten of us together for... Well, yeah, but we can do, I don't know if it's a Skype or, like, a Google Hangout thing to where... Because all we need is, what, an hour of everyone to be able to sit on their phone and talk to each other in a group setting. Because if there's different ideas or scenarios laid out there, like... Because it's good that what you did last time where, like, you kind of asked everyone for potential rule changes and said, like, vote on this. But that's just... I guess it's good because it's everyone's blind opinion, but I think if there's a discussion involved... You can sway... Well, well, not necessarily like sway opinions, but you can at least explain your reasoning for certain things, and rather than like, well, because if they if someone doesn't fully I understand what your idea is, I understand what you're saying. A wrong vote could be had. I understand what you're saying, um, but I feel like sometimes 
you shouldn't have to explain. I want to make the rule changes as easy and as blatant as possible. So there's not like, oh, I have to explain like this well, crazy circumstance scenario of well, why this would be like a that, good but rule change. I guess it's different for like if someone hands you a piece of paper and says, well, what's I, your, what's your view on this, this, and this? the exact reason why you want to do this. And that's so you can explain to people why we need a roster as many quarterbacks as we want. Or as money running. Backs oh no, as no, no! Want. It's not even necessarily. I got like that's something I would be bringing up to discuss with everyone, but it's not necessarily the the purpose behind this. I just think it's, um, like if you're just if you just read a statement and say what's your opinion on this, rather than um, to be able to discuss with others and hear what their opinions are, because if you're on the fence with something, there's a chance that. You know, hearing why other people are doing certain things could open open up scenarios or situations that you wouldn't have necessarily thought of before. And I just don't, I I don't outside of like the the availability of all ten people at the same time to talk, even if it's just on the phone or whatever. Um, outside of that, I don't see what the downside is to having a discussion. Like, because we have... What? I don't see the downside. I just don't see the likelihood of getting everybody together for... Well, we have 13 months to figure it out. So, it's not... I think, I think just the easiest way would be a group text message or group email chain or something. Or just use the, the website. Use The website has this... this all everything you yeah, need. It has chat. a message board. It has the polls. It has the chat. It has whatever you need on that website. Well, it could even be, because I would say there's a decent chance, like, you know, because you obviously live far away, Ryan's way in, what, fucking California, but, like, you know, Sean lives near me and Pat, Rob's around, Jake's around, like, that's half the people right there. So if we were all together and we're able to get, you know, some video Mark chat thing works, with with your lives, with uh, uh, relatively close. Yeah, and Trey's around, right? Yeah, Trey's in like Crystal Lake area. Yeah, so if Zach, if, uh, I think he's going to school in Joliet or something. Yeah, so like if there was some sort of gathering where we can get as many people as possible, and the remaining people are on some video chat, like <laughs> I think that there's a decent chance that that you know is a possibility at least. Um. So the the other rule change uh, I heard earlier was earlier cut day or earlier rookie draft. Yeah, uh, I know Mark had brought up he likes the idea of there being a earlier rookie draft because, um, you know, like some guy might fall through the cracks in the rookie draft if we do it like that, and then he might get paid you know, necessarily more than he would have as a drafted rookie in free agency. So what if there was, since there's so much uh, more variance to the outcome with an earlier rookie draft, uh, if we were to potentially add like a fourth round, but then you're able to cut players, because I'm assuming this would be like a May draft or something like that. Um, what I like about it is Either it, I think it, it extends the off season. Um, I think there's a big lull in the off season. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's no, why I, if it was me, I would have the rookie draft like mid June. So I don't, I don't think, uh, the rookie draft is what should be earlier. I think cut day is what should be earlier. I think we should have to have our How early. Well, not not you know not tremendously earlier, but you know because it's currently camp, what forty eight hours, seventy two hours, or something. Maybe the start of training camp, you have to be <laughs> including picks under under your your thing. I but like, I like to have the rookie draft when we have it because I like to have as much information as possible going into the draft. Yeah, and 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 it still works out where it doesn't work out at all where Rob gets Phil Lindsay. After, uh, what you know, Ryan takes you know, so it still works out to where guys slip through the cracks and you know, 
I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it's good where it's at because I want to have the most information I can yeah. going into the season. And I think that's a fair thing to give everybody that information rather than where something like what happens with Pat, you know, where he gets Darius Geis and tears his ACL in preseason the next week or whatever. No, he yeah. he had no, already I, torn it. I took him ninth overall, knowing that he was out for the season. I just put oh, him in okay. my uh, IR. For spot. some reason, for some reason, I was thinking he took him and then. Well, no, the that's well. Two years. No, ago, that's why he fell that far. Two years ago, I got Kareem Hunt at seventeen, and it was within four or five days. Spencer, where I don't know if he busted his knee or whatever happened, but he was out for the season essentially. So like. If the draft was a week later, he would have went 10 picks higher? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, either way, I, I want to have as much information going in. So that's my argument there. But I think cut day should be earlier because it, it, it's that same argument. It gives me more information earlier. It is. It, it, allows me to strategize against you guys and prepare for myself in that same... Well, yeah, what was your suggestion time? for cut day? Because it's... Well, you know, if it was... Like a week? Just, even just a couple, you know, yeah, even just a couple weeks before the draft, whether it was one to three weeks before the draft. I uh, I wouldn't want to go more than a week because there's still games and shit that, that goes down between a week before the offseason and when, you know, the rookie draft and the offseason goes... When I, I'd be fine with that, uh, but either way, I think it, I think it should be earlier well, than day of. I think a lot of people do a good job of no, like cutting obvious cut people. Cut day is like three days before right now. I think. Well, yeah, um, two year two years ago was it was like twenty four hours. It was like the day before because I remember that was I was at a wedding on a Saturday and we did a, the draft on a Sunday. And I was still, like, I made a trade half hour before cut date, and I'm in a fucking suit and shit. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my, my thing there. Um, and then the other thing, uh, uh, roster position limits, um, um, I think we're perfect where it's at. I think there's it's 100% perfect where it's at uh, in terms, like, of the limits. Uh, we shouldn't have unlimited quarterbacks because I. I the only thing to, I would lobby uh, to change with that would be moving tight ends to four instead of three, especially if uh, the rule proposal that I would go that that I would put out there would go into effect, which would be eliminate. Really, the only position I'm against for it is quarterback. Because of of it being two quarterbacks, and and you know, I think we should all still be able to have good competition. You know, if you choose to have shitty quarterbacks, you choose to have shitty quarterbacks. But you know, because there's only so many, we you know, the math does not work out to where we can all have. You know, no, I definitely agree with you. And so that's that's why I I'm against it for quarterbacks. You know, any other position, whatever. I mean, uh, but, you know, quarterback-wise. Wait, you're saying there should know. be a quarterback limit? Correct. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, no, I'm saying it needs to be what it's at for. It, does, it should not change. Yeah. There's just not the, there's just not enough quarterbacks out there for us all to have four. Yeah, someone can have backup here or there, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I would imagine that know. there should be about 36 – uh, quarterbacks that are on roster, or at least yeah. thirty-five, like half the half the league should have a fourth quarterback. What I'm saying is there should there should be enough for everyone to have three starters at least. Um, and yeah. and uh, uh, you know it shouldn't be to where someone has six starters now someone else gets fucked out of having even you know able to start one. Uh, you know. I know. Well, that's why I've been been saying for a while. Like, eventually, the the value of quarterbacks going to go up because of scarcity, as well as you know the amount of points that they score. Like, 
Like, I remember when you traded for Mahomes, a big thing you said was, like, well, he's going to play forever and he's going to score all these points and this and that, which I totally agree with. Wait, we'll say that again? When you traded for Mahomes, your whole reasoning was, like, yeah, I think he's going to be a stud and he's going to last way longer than a running back. Um, oh, I just, yeah. I no, just really length-wise, there's no argument. Uh, so, one of the rules that I have been proposing is eliminating kickers and defenses. And my reasoning for it is very simple. Um, whenever I listen to any fantasy analysis, uh, podcast, uh, watch a show, nobody talks about kickers and defenses. Nobody scouts kickers and defenses fantasy-wise. They're streamable options that are either not used or forgotten and thrown in last minute. And I think that it is high time we just eliminate them from our league completely and we add a second flex and a second tight end to bring uh, our totals to two at everything. Two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex, two tight ends. Um... I'm out of the gate against it. I'm actually not really against the kicker part, but I'm definitely against the defense part. Uh, and and that's unless we're adding IDP. Uh, I think I think I think the the element that the randomness of a defense adds is uh, 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 essential to fantasy football. I don't like the idea of randomness and something that I'm supposed to be able but, to but scout. But it's not, it's, not, it's not so random as to where there's no skill. Clearly, I have the Bears defense, and they're going to be phenomenal. Well, you know, at least everyone Yeah, if you get one of the top but three like, you defenses, know, there's, there's, there's you're, still you're enough, good. There's still enough to know what, what's a good idea and what's not a good idea to play. Um, I just feel but, like but, if you don't have one of the top three to five defenses – then why not just have, like, two $1 defenses or stream defense every week and try to get lucky? And that's it, what you should do. I, I love doing just, that, actually. That's one of like my favorite strategies. I just feel like it's pointless, and I'm spending too much time on a non-essential entity to where why not – just, I've so already been studying these other players. Why not be able to plug them into a position that they can, I can use them? Is, uh, defense is half the game, and being a Bears fan, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of defense. Defense is half uh, of football. It is not half of fantasy football. Fantasy but, football but, is 100% offense. That's not true. It is true. It, there is one. Defense. There is one position. The, there is one the position. Fantasy football is not half defense. Fantasy football has one position dedicated to defense. Unless you are playing in an individual defensive player league, there is one position, and it is a team defense. That is ludicrous. And it well, needs and maybe to be maybe the scoring needs to be changed of the defense. Can you change scoring in such a way? Yeah, the it, scoring it, can be changed. It just—I just think it's—it—it's it, it, a nonsensical thing to have in a fantasy landscape. Well, I would be uh, voting the other way. I—I—I I, I, unless you went to IDP, I wouldn't leave the league like uh, Trey threatened. Definitely Trey. Love you, Trey. <laughs> Trade me Peyton Barber. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, if it was, you know, I've made the argument for IDP before. Uh, I was definitely in there with Trey, but I mean, I wouldn't leave the league, but uh, it, 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 it would be an awesome thing for the league to add. I know we already voted against it, but I think you need one of the two. You, you need to have something for defense. But anyway, uh, do we have any other ones? Any other? Uh, well, with the tight end one, if we were to add a second tight end, I would vote to eliminate the half-point PPR because I think any 
level of PPR is dumb. Uh, I think we should get rid of it for tight ends. I know we made it for them to be more relevant, but as the game gets more and more, you know, clearly the game is pushing towards them being more relevant. Well, yeah, Um, if we want to make them more relevant, we should make, we should have it to where you have to start two of them. So like with, if given it is a 10 team league, sodas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, like, what if we really opened up rosters and uh, maybe even added some money to the salary cap and added a second tight end, second kicker, second defense? Because there's going to be enough to start, like, for everyone to to have to, you know, carry a third if they want. Well, here's the issue: if if I. I, I'm 100% against raising the salary cap against anything or uh, uh, higher than 400. Um, because here, here's why: you say like, "Oh, we need to raise it." That's we need to raise the salary cap because we're adding a second defense and adding a second tight end or whatever. But what that extra cap's going to go to is to the star player. It's not going to go. The, well, no, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, I'm, spend, not, I'm gonna spend two dollars on my two de- defenses, and I'm not saying we're gonna raise it from four hundred to five hundred. It, It'd be like four fifty at the very, yeah, very most. I I think if anything, you keep it where it's at and let the market adjust to the values of everything being added. Yeah, no, I I think that I would be think, the best option I don't as think well. You sh- I do not think you should. I do not think I think it's way quicker to solve the issue by rather than in, uh, uh, you know devaluing everything by raising the salary cap again. You you should leave it where it's at and make people adjust to it. So you know now you know we're adding these players or whatever. Well now that means you can't pay ninety two dollars for Andrew Luck. Yeah. For this one season, no, I, you know, like, like you know, maybe idea. you pay sixty dollars as an extremely high contract at that point, rather than ninety being an extremely high one. You know, like uh, you let the market adjust to uh, where what the, what the cap is. You don't adjust the cap to the market. So that's, I guess uh, one of my that's what inflate that's what inflation is. One of my other rule proposals would be instead of eliminating the half point. PPR for a tight end, adding half point PPR across the league. Oh, that's so. Uh, no, I feel like it just gives uh, more value to. It, it makes the league deeper. It devalues it, quarterbacks. That's all it, it doesn't does. devalue quarterbacks. It makes other positions deeper. Yeah, but it makes Duke Johnson a viable play. I don't know. Like, um, I, I like, would have to think about it a lot more, but uh, right off the top, I'm, I'm kind of against it, but uh, I, I would have to think about it more um, because, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, for example, we were talking to James White earlier. He would jump up a bunch. Like, he was 11th highest scoring running back last year. I'm assuming he'd be, what, 6 or 7 if there's any, any form of PPR involved. Well, so my my thing too is that you will by those kind of changes, uh, adding how scoring is will uh, how, you know the kinds of changes where you're changing how the scoring is done will drastically affect people's current roster. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's that's never good um, because then you know someone can you know all of a sudden become even more of a better team if they're already a good team or, uh, you know, all of a sudden Al's trade for, uh, what's the name? James white, James white becomes so much more unbelievably valuable in a PPR league. Yeah. Uh, almost more so than Sony Michelle, in my opinion, if we were going <laughs> to start talking about it, uh, seriously, you know, um, if they use them, how they used them last year, that is, um, which I thought was weird. I, I thought he would have been, more of a complete back than just the little Garrett blunt between the tackles runner. Yeah. Um, but uh, either way, I, I that's why I think I'm against it. 
Uh, I'm not against you know PPR itself, but I think I'd rather have started the league with it rather than adding it. I think subtracting it from tight end while adding a second tight end, it kind of cancels it out, though. I think that's where it's different Where uh, for that. Yeah, because um, if we're trying to raise... Because all, all it's, the current rule's doing is making the good tight ends even more valuable than they currently were rather than making, you know, because you're trying to do it to make the bottom half, you know, 10 through 15 more valuable than well, what it was It wasn't before. necessarily just that, too. It was also, let's make sure that some of these tight ends also get paid like they are producing because a lot of these tight ends weren't except for Gronk. Gronk was getting paid top dollar. Everybody else is getting paid ten dollars. Which I get. I get your point, $12. but like, there's plenty of other options, like at receivers specifically, <laughs> but, where but, but this people is, were grabbed. This goes exactly. This goes in. This goes with your argument for, uh, like the quarterbacks and stuff like that and everything like that. Because you before we're talking about contracts and how. Guys, uh, the, once some of these huge contracts go to the wayside, we're going to see the contract scales come back down a little bit. Yeah, they're going to, to me, they're going to level out a little and bit. And that's where I think that this exactly does. It helps level them out because guys get paid more to where it levels out. The leveling out of contracts is really only going to happen once, uh, once, you know, the, well, these it's guys like, start to retire. It's like I told Al. Yeah. It, well, if you look at the the big money contracts right now, Luck, I think he's going to have to get cut this year. So he's going to drop down to at 70 at the most. I just think that the difference between the average quarterback and the highest paid quarterback is going to be so much smaller in two to three more years compared you know, to, to now or last year, you know, the year before that. Yeah. Well, you know what else is getting more valuable as time goes on is draft picks. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's exactly the opposite of, like, when the league started. The third-round draft picks are actually extremely valuable these days because of how cheap they are. And if you hit on one of those guys, like, you're, you got a, a you know, if you, if you get a star in the third round, you got him his whole career. Yeah. I'm... I, I'm just banking on me and Sean being the only ones with money. Oh, uh, I also uh, another um, rule proposal. I think Alan actually brought up before was how we have the uh, the the jumps from five and ten to also include that from anything from ten to fourteen would immediately go up to fifteen. Instead of ten percent starting at ten, having the ten percent starting at fifteen. Yeah, I don't know if that if something like that were to happen. I think you'd have to look at the whole, um, I guess, salary structure of the league and the teams and stuff. And that it's just a, I guess, a possible adjustment depending on where the salary cap ends up and what are, you know, the the rules as a whole. Like, it's essentially I'm just putting another option to where. That might make a, one of these scenarios even more attractive. Well, I don't really have much any anything else to add uh, in terms of rule changes that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, plus, it's midnight here on East Coast time, even though I'm pretty much directly south of you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're what, like four hours south. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if we were even on a map in terms of uh, what longitude, I think, um, then like it would, you know, be a thirty minute drive probably. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, it's um, more south than I am east. But Indianapolis voted to go with New York time. Because uh, apparently the city does more trade business with New York than they do with Chicago somehow, so they uh, went that, that route. Make sense. And all the surrounding towns voted to go Eastern Time too. So anyway, different story for a different time. 
But yeah. We For can... Pat's first podcast, uh, history podcast. Yeah. <laughs> history with Pat and Tom. Yeah. Followed by uh, uh, Furious Fossils, hosted by George. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm out of here. You guys can continue. Thank you for having me on again. Uh, hold on. Let me uh, grab this belt and knock on it a couple times. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> Keep it in good that. condition for me this year. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a dark one horse. of these days I'll get a nameplate. Yeah, on one it. of these days I'll order it. But by, 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 <laughs> by the time I get that nameplate, I'm going to be handing it off to Al. <laughs> no, you'll be handing it off to the dark horse right here. Yeah. The little Jerry's. You know, all I care about is Trey getting last place so I can get the first overall pick and take Tua Tagliavlova, whatever you pronounce his name as. Tua? Yeah. Was running back? Well, no, it's quarterback in Alabama. Quarterback. No, uh, I don't. I don't pay attention. I feel like I have a strong right. possibility at the number one pick next year as well. Who do you have, Sean? Oh, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> Sean's pretty confident that his team is going to be uh, good if he can get the right guys in free agency here. Dude, I'm. I, I feel like I'm going to be good. His. All right, so we would agree. His his team's. Most likely in the bottom half of the league. I and just need more running backs. He's the uh, this pick next year is the final piece for a cream hunt. So I end up getting Baker, Chubb, and whatever this pick ends up being for someone who's, you know, off of his great situation and suspended and didn't yeah, go well but, for him. I guess you he got Chris Carson out of the deal in. too. So you don't know that. You know, he doesn't know any of that's happening going in. Going oh, no, I'm trade, just saying, like, in the, the hindsight of the trade. Like, you with yeah. your fucking Mahomes bullshit. Granted, I'm happy I got fucking Saquon out of the deal, and most likely... Oh, didn't. no, you got you got top dollar for, for Mahomes, but I, I knew, dude, I knew going in. Like, I was like, this is the, this guy's the truth, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, all that summer leading up to that, I, I was like watching his uh, college film nonstop, and I was like, dude, this guy's got a fucking cannon. And yeah, I think going going to the team he did helps a lot to be able to, you know, play for a, a coach who knows how to develop a quarterback. So I think there, I'm going to end up having was, to buy myself a there, brand new uh, Jets fucking Sam Donald Super jersey. There's this Casey Superfan YouTube channel, this Casey Superfan guy who runs a YouTube channel. And he, this guy, whoever this guy was, I can't remember his name. I'd give him a shout out if I could. Um, but uh, he's the first for you guys to listen to. Uh, anyway, he sold me, man. He would do. He did like a twenty-minute breakdown video of the one, the week sixteen game. He came in. Mahomes came in oh, uh, yeah. for Alex Smith. And even though he threw two interceptions and zero touchdowns, he was just raving about every throw and how crazy it was. Yeah. And it just sold. It sold me, dude. And combined with his insane college highlights. So would you? Yards. I don't know if you remember your thoughts at the time, but would would you have done uh, number one straight up for him? Um. Because you ended well, up getting the third pick that you flipped for McCaffrey, which obviously worked yeah, out really I, well for you. I know, I know, and but you know, Carry yeah, on Johnson could that. have a serious year this year. I mean, year, I'm happy but, I got uh, Carry on Johnson, but huh? I mean, I regret it because it's McCaffrey and he's like a top three running back coming into the year. Yeah, but at the time he's in time, even though, you know, while well, he's about to go into his first year in his own. I mean, you never, you don't know. I never thought he had the type of upside that he did. I thought he was for sure going to be good, just more like consistently the sixth through tenth running back and not, not you know, challenging as a top three guy. Well, the uh, reason I, just, I fell in love with him before that trade uh, and why I pushed for it so hard with Pat was uh, watch, you know, watching his highlights and finding out that who his parents were. I mean, this is, well, no, now I guess, but yeah, like his parents are like Olympic athletes, both of them. Well, isn't uh, Ed McCaffrey's dad? Huh? Isn't his dad Ed McCaffrey and then his mom's like a sprinter or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah. 
something like that. Yeah. And uh, uh, so that's what sold me on him. I was like, well, he's a freak, you know. He's genet- a genetic freak. And that's what, what sold me on Mahomes, too, was like he's also got parents who are professional, you know. Yeah, his dad was one of a pitcher for the Twins or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, and his mom was Anyway, uh, the, the McCaffrey thing is what made that trade a lot better, though. Um, I probably would not have done it straight up because, obviously, I knew Saquon was going to be a beast. The thing that I was against with Saquon was the team he's going to. Yeah. Um, and while he did still have a good season, I just I hope he can string it together with that team. Um, you know, he is a freak, obviously. But um, see, I would say you that's what was turning me off against Saquon compared to getting a guy that I had such a surefire confidence in yeah. after seeing just one game. You didn't expect uh, that year one, though, right? That was more like year three, four type situation. What do you mean? what Mahomes did because you were saying like event like you know sooner than later he's going to be the best quarterback in the league and all that shit oh I definitely did not think that was going to be year one definitely not yeah definitely not uh that was a surprise trust me I had many uh uh chagrins on my face um anyway uh yeah, I don't know. I I obviously like Barkley. You can't not like Barkley. But yeah. uh, at 1-3, I was going to take on Johnson myself probably because I would need a running back. And I, I, and I, don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but you were loaded at running back then as you are now. And I, and I was telling you, dude, I was like, come on, don't, don't take a running back. Don't take him. You need a quarterback because yeah. you needed a quarterback. And yeah, because you anyway, slip Which I, I was expecting you to. I, I knew you were going to take him anyway. And I knew I had to have a fallback if I wasn't going to get him anyway. But I was really hoping to get both. <laughs> yeah, no, that there's no. The, like, the whole reason I was doing that trade was to get him. Yeah, no, no duh. All right, so I think that's, uh, that's it for the podcast this episode. And uh, yeah. Come at me Fuck with yeah. any fucking uh, rule proposals you have going into next year, uh, 2020 <coughs> season. Let me know. All right. Peace the fuck out. See ya. Later.